Blog Talk Radio. Let me rock. Let me catch. You ready? Let me let me bone. Salamander ancestors. Yo. Yo, what's up, son? What's up, kid? What's going on, kid? Yo, man, I'm just doing my thing.
Welcome to another episode of Cold Fusion. Most people think that they can tell an AI image apart from a real one, but this image might call that into question. It won first prize in the Sony World Photography Award, one of the most prestigious photography competitions on Earth. And as you can guess by the context of this episode, it's not a real photo, but AI generated, and it fooled some of the keenest eyes out there. The prompter of this image Berlin-based Boris Eldagsen has been a photographer since 1989 and jumped at the opportunity to explore the creative possibilities of AI art generators. He rejected his creation winning the prize because he thought it was inappropriate. Quote, How many of you knew or suspected that this was AI generated? Something about this doesn't feel right, does it? AI images and photography should not compete with... My art hotel. Grand Rising, Better Love, you are listening to the Truth to Power show. I'm Beverly, and we have Thomas Tugmo-Smith with us, and he. this is the Artnology show, and uh, Tugmo, I think I put the wrong uh, video on. How are you doing this evening? Your mute is on. Oops, I'm just talking. Yes. Hi, what's up, Beth? How you doing? <laughs> good. Good. Okay, I'm okay. I'm good this evening. How how's everything with you? Good, good, good. I think I put the wrong video on. I was trying to put the one with the, that uh, you had sent me. I think I put part one on instead of part two. Oh, okay. Don't don't worry about it. That you know what I'm saying? It's all good. I think everybody done you know, probably got it from the um the phone text. Uh, how's everything in the D? It's doing good. Whatever the part I know, I haven't really been paying too much attention. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. No news I've been is good. In my news, little you know bubble. For sure. No <laughs> news is good news. No news is good right. news. Mm-hmm. What's going on in in New York? The Big Apple. Bev, I have no idea. <laughs> Like I say, no news is good news. I swear that um the the mayor and the city comptroller and the city council and everything is up and on because they only got eighty seven million dollars from the federal government for um housing all these immigrants mm. that they bought in busted. Oh, come on, we don't care. We're in New York, bring them all here. We're gonna build tents for them and all this crazy stuff. Cost the city four billion dollars and all they got back was eighty seven million. So hmm. they pissed. They like, yo, we gonna have to cut school, we're gonna have to cut this and that because of this now. If they don't fund this and it's like, come on man, this is what you did to have these immigrants here. So now they trying to get rid of them. You know what I'm saying? Well, it cost too much to house them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did that by design. And then look what they did. They they put a, a handkerchief head Negro in there so he could take the blame, make him look bad. Absolutely. He's he yep. part of that group. But anybody who talks against it, you look like you're you know what I'm saying? You're 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 against immigration, man. You're, that's racist. You know they they're gonna try to bag you with that. So everybody just shut up and let it happen. You know. Mm. And now look at it. So now everybody wants to talk, but um, too late now. That's so right. I hope that um, 
I, I would like to see what the government's going to continue to do, if they're going to continue to leave them out hanging or if they're going to um, somehow capitulate and give them the money. So $4 billion, all they gave you was $87 million. Man, That's like owing somebody $4,000 and they give you $87. You know what I'm saying? Like, they right. you know? <laughs> yeah, so that's the only thing I heard here, though. Other than that, um, same old, same old, mm-hmm. same old, same old. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, this so week we... I saw a couple. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. Now I'll just go ahead. What's going on in the tech in the tech world? Go ahead. Yeah, I saw this um article. It says um, I cloned myself with AI. She fooled my bank and my family. One columnist replaced her, her um, self with an AI voice and video to see how human-like the tech can be, and the results were eerie. So this journalist, um, she made um, an AI version of herself, an uh, uh, avatar, and um, also uh, a voice. So it clones her voice, and it clones her image, so that way it looks like it's her talking. And she called into her job, did a Zoom call. The AI did the Zoom meeting. No one realized it wasn't her. Um, so she uh, also um, um, called her sister who was grieving because someone, someone died, used her fake avatar voice, and uh, her sister wasn't able to tell it wasn't her until she jumped on the phone and explained, you know, everything to her. Um, you know, um, this part of the article stood out to me. It said the the potential for misuse is real. The Eleven's Lab voice was so good, it fooled my Chase credit card voice biometric system. I queued up AI Joanna, that's the name of the algorithm, the, the um, AI, with several things I knew Chase would ask, then dial customer service. At the biometric step, when the automated system asked for my name and address, Joanna, AI Joanna, responded. Hearing my, bo- my bot's voice, the system recognized it as me and Im- immediately connected me to a representative. Okay, so the AI voice was so good that it, when you call into the credit card companies and you start talking, and you're talking to a bot, when you call them, hello, how can I help you? What do you want? Press one if you want this. Press two. You're talking to a bot. That bot is hearing you talk, and it's, it has a um, sensor that is uh, monitoring your voice. That's why they say your voice is being recorded for quality assurance purposes and things. That bot is able to check your voice now to see if you're a bot to make sure that you're not some fake person calling and this voice was so good, it was unable to tell. The bot was unable to tell that it was talking to another bot. You know, that's how good it was. And this is Chase Banks' bot. So um, that's the potential danger of this. Once again, the article was entitled, I cloned myself with AI. She fooled my bank, the title of the article. And this one came out, out couple, yesterday. And I was blown away. Um, the title of the article is Two Healthy Babies Born After Being Conceived by a Robot. 
What? So, um, yeah. So now they're using robots to do the in vitro fertilization of the eggs. The robot goes up into the vaginal cavity and injects the sperm into the eggs directly, ensuring that pregnancy will happen much more accurately than a human will injecting into the to the eggs. You know, it knows how far to go and, you know, all those type of things. So you get that article. It's all uh, in the how they use what they use to inject the sperm into the egg, how they control the robot is with a PlayStation video game controller. That's what they wow. use to control the robot. You know, oh, so they wow. hooked up the controller to the robot, so it they control it like a video game. Mm-hmm. And, and so, had was had a baby been born yet? Two healthy babies have been born in Spain from human egg fertilization by sperm injecting robot that's controlled by a PlayStation Five controller. If that doesn't seem like the premise of a science fiction movie, then Ooh. we don't know what is. The startup company Overture Life, based in Barcelona, has basically created a slightly more futuristic version of in vitro fertilization, or IVF, as it's more commonly known. The usual treatment involves specialists combining a woman's egg and a man's sperm in a dish using a microscope. Special needles sometimes results in a special, a successful fertilization. However, the current IVF practices are expensive, costing upright of twenty thousand. Um, and it goes on to say, so where companies like Overture comes in, it allows, which are aiming to make IVF treatment more accessible and cheaper, by using one automation process to ultimately achieve the goal of more babies. This is where things get like, um, this is where things like the PlayStation controller comes into use. The student engineer, Iguada Alba, maneuvered the IVF needle, carrying sperm cell, and deposited into the eggs at least a dozen times. And, um, yeah, it goes on to tell more about MIT, how MIT is involved in all this. But, yeah, it's a real story. Two healthy babies born after being conceived by a robot. So um, we we coming to that point now. Once they get a robot that could carry a baby, now we on a whole another level of things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They really trying to replace us. Oh yeah, man! They don't replace the penis now. The first the dildo. Now they right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So um dude, that's the only two articles I had. Everything else was just more AI talk and um, you know, it's nothing really new there. I haven't seen anything that like wow, that it did something great, you know, it's still the same. Um, but these um two articles stood out to me because the cloning of the voice using the cause um the brother who called in last week, my man brother Tommy, he uses an AI voice on his YouTube videos, and I was telling him to go get an app where it sounds exactly like you. 
So this one is so good that it fooled her own family. You know, this is a really good voice thing, and it fooled the bank algorithm, which you would think the bank would have better algorithm bots to recognize that it's talking to a bot when you call them, you know. So Chase, the, the biggest bank in the world, you know, very interesting. They, they will. They're going to catch up eventually. Oh, yeah. Once the whole system is AI, you won't be able to trick it then. You know, that's going to be the, that's how they started with the Skynet. You know, we might as well just let it run everything. That way it can't fool itself. You know, and then they said, man, y'all people are the problem. Let's get rid of these people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, um, I was going to do this show this week on um, social conditioning. And I think, oh, hold on, let me go to the title of the show. Um, social engineering and social conditioning for social control using social media. And I was doing some research on social media, and I found out some pretty compelling things because I was trying to figure out how it works and, um, you know, how how they're using it against us. Um, And it's, you know, of course, similar to same research I did when I found out that Cambridge Analytica thing. But this is... um, pretty much seeing how they are controlling society with this um, social media. Um, So social conditioning is a psychological process of training individuals in a society to respond in a manner generally approved by the society in general and peer groups within the society. The concept is stronger than socialization which is the process of inheriting norms, customs, and ideas, ideologies. Manifestations of social conditioning are vast, but they are generally categorized as social patterns and social structures, including nationalism, education, employment, entertainment, popular culture, religion, spirituality, and family life. The social structure is the with the social structure in which an individual finds him or herself influences can determine the social actions and responses. Okay. So training individuals to respond in a general manner, uh, social conditioning. Okay. Social engineering is the mal- is the malicious act of tricking a person into doing something by messing up his emotions or decision-making process. Um, according to Digital Guardian, social engineering attacks typically involve some type of psychological manipulation, fooling otherwise unsuspected users or employees into handing over confidential and sensitive data. Commonly, social engineering involves small and other, I mean, involves email and other communication that involves invokes urgency fear, and similar emotions in the victim, leading the victim to reveal sensitive information, click on a malicious link, or open a malicious file. That's social engineering. That's usually not the uh, way it's used, but that's the correct definition. And um, just a little tidbit, when I, at my job, we get these emails. They're called FISH, but the FISH is spelled P H. 
I-S-H, fish emails. So um, they go around to everyone. If you click on this email, you're getting fired. You know what I'm saying? It's no doubt about it. So you, before you click on the email, you're supposed to look at the sender, see that it's from an outside person, do some little investigating on it, and then send it to the to the IT department, the security department, and immediately they'll send you something saying you passed the phishing test. And we get those about 12 to 15 times a year. Anybody get it wrong from the bottom person to the CEO, gone. You know what I'm saying? You cannot open a phishing email because that's like giving someone access to our network. You know, mm. if I was dumb enough to click on that email, they figure I'll be dumb enough to click on a hacker's email. So if we get these phishing, those phishing emails all the time. That's part of social engineering. And lastly, we have social control. And that is the study of the mechanisms in the form of patterns of pressure through which society maintains social order and cohesion. These mechanisms establish and enforce a standard of behavior for members of a society and include a variety of components such as shame, coercion, force, restraint, and persuasion. Social control is exercised through individuals and institutions ranging from the family to peers to organizations such as the state, religious organizations, school, workplace, etc. Regardless of its source, the goal of social control is to maintain conformity and to establish norms and rules. Social control is typically employed by groups, by group members in response to anyone they consider deviant, problematic, threatening, undesirable, with the goal of ensuring conformity. Okay, so we have these three things playing out. Very different things. Social conditioning. Okay, this is training people to act a certain way. Social media does that. Social engineering, which is tricking a person into giving data, giving up information. Well, they don't trick us with social media. You know, we kind of give them permission. But no one knows how much stuff they're really collecting, right? Uh, So a malicious attempt to collect data. And we have social control. The mechanism to form patterns and pressure in which society maintains social order and cohesion. And um, that's the next step of what they're doing with this social media is now they're going to use it to get social control, to get social order. And you kind of saw that with the um, Trump elections, anyone who said the election was stolen, you got kicked off of social media. Anyone who disagreed with the pandemic or the vaccine, you know, off of Facebook, Twitter, you're, you're gone, you know. So that's kind of how that works. And it's going to only get worse um, as time goes on. And um, these three things are going to be rolled out through social media. Uh, social media itself involves us of time. You know, we spend with other people, our family, friends, kids, even our pets. You know, we don't make new acquaintances in person anymore. We lose hours of the human experience due to social media. Um, even there are, um, there's a difference 
or how we relate and engage to people on a computer as opposed to how we relate and engage with people in person. You know, certain things you, you don't you don't say because that person is in front of you, you know. Um, it, it's certain ways that you interact with people in person that you don't interact with um, them in the compu- um, through social media. Um, social media increases anxiety and depression. There's a link between anxiety and social media use. A study published in the Journal of Computer and Human Behavior concluded that people who use seven or more social media platforms have a risk of severe anxiety um, twice as much as a person who only engages in two social media platforms. This link is also um, um, anxiety and depression. Uh, Depression in social media has been studied, and there's been a lot of studies on this. Um, One study asked depressed high school students, and 90% of the students said their depression was due to um, negative interactions on social media, such as cyberbullying, feeling time spent on the platform was wasted, or being exposed to distorted view of other people's lives. And of course, um, when you're young, and impressionable, and it looks like everybody else is doing good because that's what you see on their social media. You know, you don't know that that one little picture, you know, what was going on prior to that, you know, but, you know, but that makes you feel bad when you see them doing good and you're not, you know, you start thinking, why can't I be doing good? Um, it affects our sleep, social media, uh, our natural sleep rhythm, the artificial light is decreasing the body production of melatonin. And even after we fall asleep, the blue light is on. The blue light has totally thrown off our um, cathadian um, cathadian rhythm. By throwing off our cathadian rhythm, it affects our physical, mental, and behavioral compasses. Um, We also have developed a checking twitch, not allowing our body to fully get into a deep sleep phase because we have to be up to check our phones when they light up, um, indicating that we have a notification. The injection of adrenaline and the release of endorphins when the phone lights up keeps us from entering a deep sleep mode uh, after years of being on the phone. And that's what the studies are saying. So our sleeping rhythm is thrown off due to the phones even. Um, and Social media, when you put that on, it stays on. It just keeps playing video after video, and they keep going and going and going and going. And um, it's it's a you know one of those things where it, it never falls asleep. It's been several times where I've caught my kids, you know, sleep with their phone in their hand, and it's just keeping keeping going. I gotta pull the headphones out their ears, and you know, grab the phone and you know, put it on a charger for them. Um, so. Social media also makes people spend money recklessly and unnecessarily. Um, scroll through social media and seeing people, some of whom you know, they're traveling, they have expensive things, they're going to music concerts and sporting events, um, they're dating and dining at fine restaurants, and um, you start to feel like, man, I have to keep up. 49% of millennials admit to being influenced by social media 
to spend more than they should on experiences. Social media is also closely associated with debt and overweightness. Um, number, uh, we'll keep going down the list here, um, that I made up is addictive. 2011, social media addiction became a certified classified disorder. It's cured by turning off the sound to the notifications along with having more human interaction and removing certain apps. Um, according to Harvard University, brains may increase dopamine when engaged on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, and other social media platforms. And we're going to get more on the dopamine and how that's keeping us socially conditioned. Uh, social media interferes with our obligations. While you're scrolling, your kids are not getting intended to, your dog needs to walk, uh, you passed over for a promotion at work, you dropped grades at school, you know, your significant others out having a, a fear and you're over here scrolling away. Social media distracts us from real world obligations and they are designed to keep you scrolling, liking, thumb upping, thumb down and retweeting, texting, uh, learning more dances on apps like TikTok and others. Um, and instead of bettering our own lives, we're too busy looking at other people's lives and wasting time um, caught up in the algorithm. Um, jealousy, envy, and low self-esteem are all produced from social media. Uh, social media makes us feel hopeless and overwhelmed. The people you hate posting things that you want, hanging around people that you want to hang around, doing things that you wish you were doing, this causes a person to be jealous and envious at the same exact person, lowering your own self-esteem in the process. We're constantly comparing our lives to other people's lives. And when they don't measure up, somehow we become depressed. We become anxious, um, un unable to tell what is real. Social media is a huge rabbit hole of information. So much information being bombarded at us at one time, it's almost impossible to discern the truth from the lie. You can look at the pandemic, the vaccines, the elections, the aliens, you got flat earthers, you got every group of people are on social media with their own truths. Um, and it's very difficult to discern what's true and what's fake, you know, uh, two opposing views. Uh, have equal amount of people that agree with both sides, but only one of them is the true view, you know, but you'll never know watching so, uh, social media because it's going to put you in a continuous feedback loop of um, misinformation. And the more misinformation you get, the harder it is to discern the truth. Um, we struggle to connect with people in our real life. Going are the days when people went from social media, went to social media just to post how much fun they had yesterday, you know, or simply put a memory into their timeline. Uh, social media has now hindered our ability to participate in what, with one another in real life. Being unable to have one-on-one -on -one answers or, um, excuse me, be able to have one-word answers or use four-letter out acronyms you know, um, you know, WTF, you know, or, or LOL, 
or LMAO, you know, all these things are now replacing the words we used to use in our general conversation with people, right? Um, And um, we're unable to follow through with situations that we normally would follow through with because you have the block button, you know, you have the uh, unfriend button, you know, so, you know, someone who has a disagreement or a difference of opinion is very easily now to just take that real person that you had a real relationship with and because of social media, you cut them off you have no more relationship with them. And how many times have we heard of that happening? Um, we no longer look at people we interact with as mothers and fathers. We don't ask their age. We don't ask their genders. We don't ask where they're from. We just look at them as a person with an opposed view to minds. So therefore you're the op, you know, and, um, you know, that's how social media has produced um, that that class of um, man. I'm, uh, what's the good word? The democratic way of thinking, um, mob mob rule type of thinking, um, online bullying and toxic relationships. Uh, when chickens are activity together, they have what people call a pecking order. Ironically. Uh, when the coop gets overcrowded and stressed, the chickens become violent and usually start picking on one chicken. All the chickens will pick on this one chicken, um, sort of like a game. Um, some farmers put up red lights, but they put red contacts in the chicken's eyes to, so they see red. So that way when they see blood on another chicken, they don't go crazy or have like a freebie. They're sort of like piranhas. When they see blood, they all start biting um, so, um, all that to say, that's what happens online with cyberbullying. It's not one person bullying you. It's a whole group bullying you. A whole group of people now taking this one person's side. They're constantly spamming you. They're constantly trying to reach out to you. They're constantly calling you names and but making sort of videos about you and stuff. So that's the bullying aspect. Um, and, um, Think about toxic relationships formed online. People tend to find themselves and stay in these toxic relationships because they don't actually see the person that they're in the relationship with, you know, and they're not looking at it as toxic because they're online. They're not in a person-to-person relationship, but they have the same effects on your psychology as a regular relationship. Um, Dopamine releases. Studies have shown that the thumbs up, the likes, the shares, trigger dopamine releases similar to gambling, sex, and illegal drugs. This makes us crave retweets, likes and shares, thumbs up, positive comments, like drug addicts crave drugs. Social media addiction affects our mood, sense of accomplishment, and our self-worth. Um, and I'm going to go further into that. You struggle to think independently when using social media. Social media has created a lot of us to to have that us versus them polarizing type of mentality. Um, we get riled up and campaign on topics that most cases have nothing to do at all with us. You know, it doesn't affect our life at all, but we're, you know, all riled up and campaigning on it. 
uh, it's like the herd mentality or the mob mentality. Once again, we start going along with the group. We start um, not asking the logical questions. We don't get good discernment. We just go along with the group and the group thought and the group's ideology and without even knowing we're doing this. And I've done it myself on YouTube. I don't agree with a person. I'm with this group that doesn't agree with the, the whole Aboriginal thing versus the Kemet people. And that whole thing was all a psychological program. You know, once you stood back and looked at it like, damn, they had me in that. You know, you struggle to think independently. Um, oh, oh, excuse me, loneliness and isolation. Even though we are connected, we are still suffering from loneliness. Um, social media doesn't kill our, um, cure our loneliness. It gives us a person to talk to or interact with, but they're not there. You know, they're not, they're not a real person. Uh, they call it social uh, isolation. Even though we are being um, social most of the day through social media, we don't have any meaningful face-to-face interactions or feel like we belong. It makes us create an idealized interaction or relationship with others that we can't match in the real world. Destroying real relationships for fictional constructed social posts that do nothing for us in real life. Um, and you you see this a lot with um, people who um, stopped working. You know, their only relationships was people at their job. They would go to work every day, and they beacon of health, and the, the day they retire, two days later, they dead. You know, like, <laughs> damn, what happened to them? Because that social interaction was that interaction that they craved. You know, without that, it put them into a deep depression. And that's what you're seeing social media create um, groups and, of people who are people, but you don't, you interact with them through social media. You don't interact with them in the real world. You might not even like this person in the real world, you know, but, you know, on social media, you know, you're in that group. Um, you exercise less and become unhealthier and therefore unfit. And um, if given the opportunity to go out for a job, to shoot some hoops or to stay in the bed on the phone in your hand and um, scroll through videos, most people will choose the latter on their day off, you know, slowly killing us, um, not going out, interacting with people, not interacting with um, our own bodies uh, in some cases. So um, social media is infant, social media is infantizing the brain into a state of a small child. Just like a small child, we have become addicted to buzzing noises and bright lights. Um, We are adults seeking instant gratification like small children. Many experts say that we have short attention spans and we are able to empathize with each other because of social media. ADHD is being found in adults. Uh, we lost our ability to behave, to be social in real life with real people. And you're starting to see this when you see how black people act toward one another. It's very, very bad. Um, never seen it this bad. And I come from the area wherever when they were shooting each other. But it's never been like people just don't like each other. Um, an unrealistic expectation. 
the urgent need to keep up and catch up to stay up with everybody's perfect life that is um affecting us um keeping us keeping up with the joneses or as they say in the reality tv world keeping up with the kardashians I mean, people are trying to keep up with them with all their Balenciaga and their Gucci and their Maybachs and all the stuff people rap about, all the stuff people want to acquire, all the stuff people on social media that you think are living a great life have. You know, that's why they call it keeping up with the Kardashians. They're the new Joneses. Um, if it wasn't for social media, uh, we wouldn't keep up with 95% of the people we uh, actually follow every day. You know, who cares what Kim Kardashian, I don't care what Chris Brown is doing. I don't care what none of these people are doing, but being that you have access to them, and now it's like, hey, you know, they responded to me. Oh, they stupid the picture. I like it. Now you're engaging with people that you don't really care about, you know, constantly being bombarded with bad news, you know, the constant feeling of powerlessness, hearing story after story that paralyze you, you know, because uh, there's nothing you can do about it, but it's bad news. And that's something social media, especially Twitter, the masters of the bad news. Yeah, the history and the reputation, uh, it's easy to have some undesirable posts or pictures on social media, but you got to remember that these things can destroy you. You know, something that you did today on social media can cost you 20 years from now, as you see um, happening in real with real life situations. Uh, but even um, Kevin Hart posted something. Uh, they say he couldn't host the Grammys because he posted something about gay people eight years ago when it happened. You know that. So you know, just that. Keep that in mind, especially the ladies. The way that you present yourself on social media, and your 20s when you're 30s and you're looking for a husband, and um, you're ready to settle down, he might not be able to accept that. He might be in a position in his career where, you know, you know I can't have this come, come out against me. You know, you never know. So just be careful what you put on there. Um, you know, social media, we're being manipulated by algorithms that are watching us and everything we do constantly. Then sending you changes in your media feed that are calculated to adjust your mindset to the likeness of some unforeseen advertiser. They're controlling the way you think. They're controlling the way you see the world. Society has been gradually darkened by this scheme where everybody and everyone is under the surveillance all the time, where we are under the mild version of behavioral, behavioral modification at all times called social media. It takes people's, it makes people jittery and cranky. It leads to anxiety and depression, especially amongst teens. You are becoming unable to discern what is real from what's fake. It's, an example is the election, the Russian interference. How many, I mean, CNN and MSNBC are telling us Russia interfered, you know, and then uh, alternative media is saying, hey, they're lying, you know, and you kind of got to pick a side, but you, you never know the truth. You get what I'm saying? You just have your own version of what side you believe. 
um, the Dominion voting machines, like how much, I mean, we thought these machines were rigged, they were hooked up to the internet. We don't know. We never got a resolution to any of this. It's just stuff. That's why I kind of stopped listening to that X-22 report, and I stopped, you know, certain things, because it was like, man, these dudes, they just putting out stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's, none of this stuff is coming true. Um, so, um, you know, half the country feels like the election was rigged. The other half feels like it wasn't. And what do you do with that? You know, we had four years, three years past the election, and we still don't know who won the damn election. You know what I'm saying? Because, not because we don't know. I mean, we know what we were told, but we don't believe it. Because we've been given information that tells us something different. Whether it's true or false, we don't know. But we go with it because it seems more logical. And that's what this has created. It's statistical. It's a statistical addiction um, to get a broad population to use the service a lot. We will get them hooked on, to a scheme of rewards and punishments. Reward is a retweet, a, a like, a thumb up. The punishment is a dislike, a thumb down, or a negative comment. This is well, within the gradual change of the users. Through, mass, through manipulation, the people who run the tech companies like Twitter and Facebook are not only doing the manipulation, they are doing the addicting. So on the back of the addicting is the paying company of the tech companies, the advertisers. It's a two-tier situation. The difference between social media advertising and TV, radio, or billboard advertising, when you watch the TV commercial... The TV commercial isn't watching you. When you see the billboard advertisement, the billboard isn't seeing you. When you hear the radio advertisement, the radio isn't listening to you. But social media is. They're seeing us. They're hearing us. They're watching us. They know where we are. They know what we do. TV wasn't a constant feedback loop. Radio sort of a constant feedback loop, but they still had DJs that played other songs in the top 40. You know, billboards wasn't a constant feedback loop. You know, you see them for a little while, and they put a whole other billboard up. Millions of people saw the TV commercial at the same time. Hundreds of thousands of people hear the radio commercial at the same time. Thousands of people pass a billboard every day at different times, and they all see the same thing. Okay? Social media has made it so that we are being observed at all times with algorithms that take information deciding what we observe next, using data of what we like or dislike, what we listen to or don't listen to, what we watch and don't watch, who's our friend and who's not our friend, to hack our person. So unlike TV, unlike radio, unlike billboards, we're in constant engagement with this. This thing says, okay, he doesn't like that. Okay, I'm not going to show him those anymore. He doesn't like those. Let's give him these. He likes these. See, a billboard can't do that. You know, TV just plays the commercial, whether you like it or not. But the social media has made it so the commercials are targeted to the individual user, which takes algorithms to create that that personnel file on that person to know what they like and dislike it, what, what, what triggers you and doesn't trigger you. Algorithms decide what we see, what we watch, therefore what we pay attention to. For billions of people, 
every day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. These algorithms, be it on Netflix, be it on YouTube, be it on Instagram, be it on TikTok, they're choosing our next decision. It's not all. Sometimes you stop and type in what you want to see, but most times the next thing they put up, eh, I'll watch that. Yeah, that looks pretty good. Man, they're getting pretty good at this, man. They know exactly what I would have wanted to see, and that's where they're trying to get. The tech companies have more power now than of any president, any dictator, or monarch in history. Uh, they have total power over um, these algorithms, and we don't know what these algorithms are programming people to do. The Internet and social media are highly addictive, but why? It's a psychological concept of variable ratio reinforcement. Variable ratio reinforcement. If you've taken any entry-level psychology class, you've heard of B.F. Skinner. Skinner created the Skinner Box. The Skinner Box was designed with the purpose of controlling rats through a series of rewards and punishments. The method of control is known as operant conditioning. Operant conditioning, sometimes referred to as instrumental conditioning, is a method of learning that uses reward and punishment to modify behavior. Through operant conditioning, behavior is rewarded. Behavior that is rewarded is likely to be repeated. Behavior that is punished will rarely occur. In operant conditioning, we are likely to increase behaviors that are followed by a reward and decrease behaviors that are followed by a punishment. Examples of operant conditioning and parenting, offering praise when you're Kids do something positive, giving them the gift of a piece of candy when they clean their room, um, letting them play video games after they complete their chores, um, sending them to their room as a form of punishment, you know, ending a play date early because they don't, they won't stop misbehaving, you know, punish them for that behavior every time. Now they know, okay, when I have a play date over, I don't act like that anymore, you know. Um, so in schooling, they use stickers, you know, to to put on your paper when you got a good grade. They take away recess privileges for students that misbehave, you know, throwing a pizza party if the kids earn a certain grade, you know, those reward system and um, punishment system. And uh, I'm getting into how social media works. You know, and in school, you ignore students who yell out. They don't raise their hands. You don't you don't call on them. So pretty soon, those kids will raise their hands. They'll stop calling out. You know, um, at work, you give an employee a, a, a bonus for a good um, work, for working over and above what the standards of your job is, offering a day off to workers, you know, or suspending, a play, suspending employees for missing work. You know, that as a punishment system, that'll keep that from happening, okay? In Skinner's example, he created a box, and he placed a rat in it. There was a lever in the box that every time the rat pulled down on the lever, it would receive a pellet of rat food. After a while, the rat realized that pulling on the lever led to a reward of a pellet. 
what I just described is known as continuous reinforcement. Every action equals a reward. Continuous reinforcement is repeated reinforcement of behavior every time it happens. This involves positive adding a stimulus or an award or negative or moving stimulus or punishment to reinforcement. With the goal of encouraging certain actions, continuous reinforcement is a great method for teaching relationship between action and outcome. Won't work anymore if per se the rat pulls the lever and nothing comes out. So the rat pulls the lever several times and nothing happens. Eventually the rat will just ignore the lever and keep walking around like it's nothing. That's where the variable ratio reinforcement comes in. Variable ratio reinforcement is a schedule of reinforcement where behavior is reinforced after a random number of responses. This kind of schedule result in high steady rates of response. For instance, variable ratio reinforcement causes a randomness effect where people don't see, I mean, excuse me, people don't know when they will be rewarded or punished. If the behavior, if their behavior, um, so let, let me give you an example here. So let's just say I'm going to be, <clears throat> I'm the rat in the cage, and I pull the lever and nothing comes out, and I pull the lever again and nothing comes out, and I pull the lever again and nothing comes out, and the fifth time I pull the lever, bing, or one of them come out. So I say, okay, now something comes out. So I go back over and I keep pulling the lever again. And then after pulling it two times, bang, something comes out. And then, you know, I go back over and pull the lever 11 times, then something comes out. So I, I don't know when it's coming, but I know if I keep pulling the lever, something's going to come out. You see what I'm saying? So this is the addiction. This is where they, instead of every time you pull the lever, you get a reward. Now you just, you, all you know is you pull the lever. A reward will come. Just keep pulling the lever. So you keep people standing there pulling the lever. This is what's how social media works. Um, and I'll give you some examples of variable ratio reinforcement. Miss um, Linwood loves to play scratch-offs at the convenience store near her home. She don't know if she's going to win or lose. You see what I'm saying? She just know I go to the store. Sometimes I win. Most times I lose. You know what I'm saying? Her neighbor said she won yesterday. So she go go grab that. Which one you played? Are you played number 11? You go get a number 11. You know, it's, it's, it's no guarantee, but you know if you keep playing, eventually you're going to win. So you keep playing. I, got, I know people that buy them scratch-offs every day. Poor as hell. You know what I'm saying? Um, ben checks his Facebook account frequently to see how many likes he received on his most recent post. Okay? You put out the post, and you wait to get the reward. You might get it or you might not get it. The reward is a like. I hope someone likes it. Bang, I get a notification. I'm running to my phone. Who liked it? Oh, that was just from, oh, that's nothing. You know, that. Um, Mrs. Jones likes to give pop quizzes to her students. Once again, you come to school, you don't know. If you study, you're going to pass. You know, the spontaneity of it. Um, Jenna likes to bake cookies for her boyfriend. 
but she doesn't like to spoil him, so she doesn't do it every time she sees him. Once again, just it, it keeps him coming back. You know, not every time I go over there, she fixes me cookies. Uh, going over there, like, man, I hope she cook cookies this time. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a it's the way the mind works. Sometimes there's a reward, and sometimes they're not. So back to the rats. The rats now pushes the lever, and nothing happens. Pushes it a third time, a fourth time, nothing happens. Fifth time, like I said, something comes out. So he keeps going, pulls the lever again, something comes out on the ninth time. This time he just pulls it twice, something comes out. Took him four times for something to come out this time. Took him eight times the next time. And instead of the pellet coming out every time, the lever gets pulled or not coming out when it's not. Now it comes out randomly. The rat won't and the rat won't and don't know when the pellets will be released. But the rat knows that if he keeps pulling the lever eventually, out comes a pellet. The variable ratio reinforcement they exist in it every day. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> the variable ratio reinforcement they exist in every day is in the slot machines and video game loot boxes and of course social media. In the case of the rats, who are now being rewarded, sometimes he pulls and pulls, knowing it's a chance of a pellet coming out, but he's not certain of when. The reason this is so powerful. The reason the, the the reason why the rat will spend more time pulling the lever is there's a always a chance of a reward. So just having that chance is better than getting the reward. You know, just just knowing it's a chance I'm gonna get it. Slot machines work the same exact way as the rat rat lever. You will pull that slot machine lever. There's an opportunity, you'll get paid. You see other people winning. You hear the sounds of the machine, which is stimulated, coins falling down. You hear they remove all the clocks. They remove all the the door, the, the way you can see outside. You don't know if it's day or night. They totally take your time away from you. And now you're just stuck inside of here. You're caught by the lights. You're caught by the, 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 the sound of the machines. And you're just putting your money in the machine and pulling away, hoping that you win, knowing that the next time I pull, there's a chance I'm going to win. You understand? This is how casinos get paid, <clears throat> all because of this psychological process. You keep playing because it's addictive. The casino keeps you there. They give you food. They give you drinks. They let you smoke. You stay right here. You stay in one place. Keep pulling this lever. Eventually, you're going to hit, okay? I'll be back, okay? After hours and hours of playing, you know, just to get that one dopamine release of you winning, just to get that one hit, just to feel it. That's what you're doing it for. So it's playing with your, the same things that get us high. You understand? This is why casinos is high science. Um Social media was built on that same concept, okay? This guy, this psych- psychologist, Skinner, his rat box is what they built both the casinos and social media off of his concept. You, you reward sometimes, just a few times, but most times you ain't going to get nothing. You'll stay there because you're waiting for the reward, you know? 
um, cell phone companies are aware of the radio ratio reinforcement for years. That's why cell phones work exactly like slot machines. They vibrate. They have colors. They make noises. Okay? Little chimes and things coming out. And when you pull down on any social media site, you scroll, you put your thumb at the top and pull down, you're going to see the little wheel spinning as it tries to update with new content that was put on since you've been there, just like a slot machine, spinning wheel. Okay? Social media breaks this down into two parts, value and validation. Okay, the value part is, the, is, the, is it funny? Is it entertaining? Is it educational? And the validation part is, is it affection, approval, or attention? Social media companies want one thing, for you to log into their app, spend time on it, and look at the advertisements they show you. That's their business. Social media companies have become experts at pulling out good content. They reward people with affection, approval, and attention. But just like that rat in the box, they they understand that if they get good content every time, you'll get bored with it. And that's the other part of that ratio aspect. If you every time the rat pulls the lever, he got a treat. Eventually, the rat would have got bored pulling the lever. He would have got full, and he would have just left it alone. What, what makes him stand there and keep pulling it is the fact that he doesn't know when the treat's coming. So he's going to keep pulling the seat. And that's the key. Um, example, when you go on vacation, you post a picture. You're at a famous tourist site. You get 250 likes. You get 100 positive comments. You feel a sense of validation. You feel a sense of value. You know, your, your, your affection, your approval, your attention, you're getting everything that you want. You get a huge dopamine release. Okay? Now, the next day, you post a picture somewhere else but you only get 100 likes and 20 comments. You don't feel as rewarded. You start to feel down, okay? You you don't have the validation that you desire. Uh, dad, yesterday I got 250 likes. Then today I only get 100. You know, you start to try to find a picture that will outdo the first picture. You know, you, you're looking for that same dopamine release. You're chasing that high. You're chasing the high that you got yesterday. So the next day you're going to post something, you know, more, you know, that's going to get more attention, you know, just because you're chasing, you're trying to outdo yourself at this point. You start scrolling for concert, excuse me, you start scrolling for content like the casino with no windows, you have no sense of timing, you're just scrolling until you find a video you like and you watch it. You enjoy it. You get a dopamine release. Okay, now that the video ended, let me scroll for another one. You scroll through content again. And you don't know when you're going to come up on one, but you know if I keep scrolling, something's going to come up here I like. So I'm going to keep scrolling because that's the addiction. I'm looking for that dopamine release. I'm looking for that video, that, 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 that content that's going to make me say, 
ah, yeah, that's what I needed. I needed that. And now I'm going to go and scroll through a whole bunch more to find again. If it came every time, it wouldn't work. So they have to put all this bullshit in between what you want to see and what you don't want to see. You know what I'm saying? To keep you going. Notification. uh, Go ahead. I, I think it's, you know, like I'm on social media every day and I, and I, and I always keep in mind that this is artificial intelligence that I'm dealing with and I am the original uh, intelligent. And so I, you got to know how to, it's how you approach it. You know, just like I, I I'm on um, uh, YouTube I don't go on there to to see how much money I make. I have another purpose to get my message across. Now, if I get the extra money, that's fine. I'm not going to let that be my only source of income. So that way, AI can't control me. I, I'm on uh, blog talk. You know, I'm on here. But what I do is I balance it out. I make sure that I'm out with other humans, other people. I go and listen to live music, bring my vibration up. You got to know how to balance it. I look at AI as my uh, my servant, just like I got just like it's a housekeeper or my chauffeur or something like that. I go on here to get my information. I go on here to, I don't, I'm not going on here to look for no high, uh, no dopamine, and I'm not going to let no artificial uh, overrule my divine intelligence. So I think it's how you approach this, and you can make it work for you, not against you. Yeah. Uh, what you think you said was great. And I do the same thing. I don't go on there for the hot. Um, but me and you remember a time before social media, uh, people that's 30 years old don't. So they don't have that discernment that you and I have to detach this from reality. You know what I'm saying? This is their reality. They live their life on social media. They don't live their life in the real world. You, you get what I'm saying, Beth? And then Not for like, people out and like, people in their people older than 40. We remember a time before all of this. So we right. live differently. Right. And just like my grandchildren and, and things and my children, I talk to them. I, what I know and what I do, I tell them. Now, it might go in one ear and go out the other, but it's something they gonna, it's something sticking. So I, and that's what we uh, got away from, from our culture. That's what we used to do, as I heard back in the day. You know, they would pass the knowledge and things down. And so when we, when I go out to eat, they can't be on their phones while we in the restaurant. Um, you know how you see people just all in their phones. They know that, okay, when, you, when we go out with her, you can't, I'll, I'm not saying that you can't check your phone. But you're not going to be sitting there all in that phone. And this is the time for us to sit and talk, for us to eat, for us to interact with each other. So I'm constantly telling them, you know, this. So hopefully something will click in 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I I totally agree with you. You know, say I, I totally agree with you. I'm just, you know, we not the, we not the parents no more. Our kids is old. So they the parents and they don't they don't have no problem pulling their phone out. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm really um, it's not for the it's not for the older people. Uh, even though that's the audience, I'm just yeah. trying to show people where we're at and where this. Remember this programming. Isn't four of us. We we remember the time before it was some damn fake cash. We remember the time before it was uh in virtually we remember the time before cable TV. Like we, we have different um memories. Unfortunately, we're not the majority anymore. These younger people who are thirty and under, they make up the bulk of the population of the world and they've had this um technology since they were born. And they don't know any of their, their parents uh, who would be uh, my age and younger. You know, they, they put a tablet in their kids' hand instead of a, mm-hmm. a book, you know, so that's what you see. And that's, that's and, and, it's, and we're, we're the teachers, really. And so, you know, I, I, I tell my children and I tell their children. So, you know, that's that's the only thing I can do is just make them aware. Even my children, I see that I used to tell them things and they used to just like, oh, here she go again. Uh, now I'm seeing them paying a little bit more attention. I'm seeing them asking me questions. And this is happening with their children. So we we naturally are the teachers to explain what is going on. So, you know, they're not just blindsided. Yeah, and um, one of the things when I did the show on Beta, the Generation Beta, which is the kids being born now after this AI was came out, they they were saying how the um, children, which would be their parents, would be in their twenties now. Uh, they they would um are the generation that's gonna look for guidance from the elders because yeah. one is they don't leave home, and <laughs> two. Uh, you know, they, they, they have that connection where I think um, when you look at my generation, that connection with the elders was lost um, pretty much due to crack. You know, a whole generation of all my friends that I grew up with had at least one parent, including myself, at least one parent that was strung out on drugs. You know, if not both in mm-hmm. some cases. You know, so that connection was lost for that whole generation. Um, but in this generation here, you know, um, they're going to look toward their parents for more guidance, especially with their children. And now uh, that's the key. Um, but once again, Bev, this thing ain't talking about us. We don't go, we don't go there for this. You know, we don't live our life on social media. They do. They spend more time on social media um, talking to people than talking to real people. You know, even the way we talk, like on the phone here. You know what I'm saying? They don't even do this. They text, they they social media wise, they they'd rather take time to send a video to their friend saying something and talk to them on the phone in person, you know. They'll just send them a video of what they want to say and they send videos at each other. You know, it's it's, it's totally different. Um but um yeah, like like um yeah, where was I here though? And also yeah, when you I hear think- that, Mm-hmm. And also, right. you know, we got to, like, turn, like, I don't go to bed at night with my uh, router and stuff on. I turn that stuff off every night 
all during the day, my ringer on my phone is not on. So whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it. And when I get finished, I check my phone. I check my messages. But you can't just, I'm not going to answer it because I, I cut the, the tones and rings and all of that stuff off. So, you know, these are little things that we can tell them to kind of not let AI, you know, take mm-hmm. over. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, a lot of what I'm explaining, because this deals specifically with the young people, Um but uh, where I left off right here, you, you start scrolling for content and like a casino with no windows, sense of time, and just scrolling, uh, wasting time, uh, waiting to find something that you enjoy, waiting to get that dopamine release of that video that drops that was what you were waiting to see. Um, you've ever heard of vari- a, a, a variation of or a chime, uh, verification or chime, in your purse or backpack, or even in your pocket, you instantly grab your phone to see what the notification is. You, your the addiction is the anticipation of getting high from the social media, not the social media itself. You're anticipating it. You know, you're you're you're, you're salivating and waiting for it. The rat and the variable ratio reinforcement box. You know, eventually you'll get the reward. So you keep checking that notification. That notification will come. That breaking news story will come. You'll receive that validation you were craving. Unlike the casino, you'll eventually run out of money there. On social media, you'll never run out of content. There's plenty of content for you to keep scrolling through, and it's free. Uh, you will wait for the content you come across your eyes. You scroll for hours to get that fix, like a dope addict or a coke addict or a weed head. You know, uh, I mean, that's just... What they say, they're chasing that first high. You're chasing, once you get it, you're craving it, you're, you're trying to get back there. Um, social media has created a lack of empathy, and this is directly to the, to the younger people. People who grew up in the social media age lack empathy. In fact, there was a study by the Institute for Social Research. They wanted to figure out why the youth don't have empathy anymore. They concluded that the way humans learn empathy is through the process of daydreaming. The quiet time when you are sitting there and you redirect and reflect and put yourself in another person's shoes, when they look at their brains of people from the years of 21 to 13, the part of the brain that the functioning, that uh, where the functioning will indicate that you lack empathy is dead. It's nothing lighting up there when they put the lights to it. And it, this test here, man, they put a light, and you can kind of see when someone's exuding empathy, this area of the brain lights up on older people. When um, the younger people, it doesn't light up at all. No empathy. They summarize it by saying younger generation doesn't have empathy because they don't daydream anymore. They always have a phone in their hand, a computer or a tablet. They get constant entertainment. That still time when we used to sit there and daydream and reflect, they have something that could kill that time for them. You know, and I think back to myself in school, man, I was a a hell of a daydreamer. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I daydreamed the hell out of a teacher. 
you know, but um, that's your, that's your imagination. They call it daydreaming, but I call it imagination. Imagination, exactly. And when you add to this, your social media and apps, they replace toys. Like I, my toys didn't move. I had to move them. I had to talk for them. I used to have different voices for the different mm-hmm. characters, you know. Yeah. You know, until you got to that age where it wasn't, you know, I'm too old to do this, you know what I'm saying? But now these um, kids don't even have that experience anymore. They go straight to something like that. Um, the psychology that they use is called algorithms. No social media company has mastered algorithms like ByteDance. ByteDance has armed guards guarding their building with the arm, um, with their algorithm in it. The product that ByteDance sells is called TikTok. TikTok algorithms are so good that users who are mostly teens and young adults say that they know exactly what they're thinking. They call it magic. Some call it voodoo. They say that it seems like the app knows exactly what to play next, giving them more dopamine rushes than any other apps. That's why TikTok is more dangerous than Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and all the rest of them because they've mastered the algorithm to constantly give you a dopamine hit, dopamine hit, dopamine hit. You constantly get exactly what you want to see. You get the fix you've been craving, and they're trying to figure out how did they do it. Psychologists in the U.S. government say TikTok algorithms are so powerful, it has to have complete influence over America's youth. Wall Street Journal created 100 pre-programmed bots and put them on TikTok to perform an experiment. Each bot was designed to figure out the algorithm. These bots each watched over 100,000 hours of video. TikTok claims that it shares likes. TikTok claims that shares likes, follows, and comments, and of course, what you watch will play a role in what comes up next on their algorithm. The bots, however, found out that TikTok just needs to know what piece of content you linger over the longest, okay? And just from there, TikTok algorithms start to find out the most hidden interests and emotions that you have. Then they send you on a continuous, never-ending feedback loop to train the algorithm specifically for you. TikTok is... Just a string of short videos. If you ever seen TikTok, there's 15 second, 30 second, 20 second videos. Okay, there's nothing. You know, the longest might be a minute and a half. You know, Wall Street mm-hmm. Journal. Um, Wall Street Journal created these bots to engage with TikTok like a human would. They preset them to have certain qualities that a human would have. To make it allow certain videos to play, others, the bot would just swipe past like a human. The bot that they programmed, that I'm talking about here, was a 20, was programmed to be a 24-year-old male from Kentucky. Each bot was given a location, a username, a birth date, and an interest which they left blank. So the algorithm of TikTok would have to figure out and determine the interest, and that's what the study was proving. Um, the video and bot spent the most time watching. 
Um, some were interested in sports. Some were interested in bike riding, some horse riding. Some were interested in survival videos, some in beauty tips. Some in wanted dance videos. Some just wanted astrology. TikTok took between 40 minutes to two hours to find each bot's preset interest without any help. Okay, so from 40 minutes to two hours, that's all TikTok needed to find out what these bots were preset interested based off of what they were watching. Okay? Um, the 24-year-old bot that, I, that, that I'm going to be talking about here that Wall Street Journal created was pre-programmed to seek videos about sadness and depression. And as we know, TikTok has been accused of... Um, a lot of suicide, having a high suicide rate amongst teens especially. And this is one of the reasons why. Um, only 15 minutes in, the bot let the video play, let a video play and watched it twice. The video had a car driving down a dark road with a person talking who sounded like he had just given up on life. 24, video, 24 videos in, comes another very similar video with a car driving down a dark road with a person talking about his sadness. Just nine videos after the first video about sadness, the second one came. So they realized this person watched this video twice. So let's send him something similar and see if he watches that too. And this bot did because they programmed him to look for videos based on depression and sadness. TikTok starts hitting the bot with highly viewed videos from home repair to dance videos, relationships, the funny feel videos, etc. The bot just keeps swiping past each one. Even if even from the location, from his location, the bots, the the algorithm starts sending him videos about Kentucky. They start sending him video made by Kentuckians, even videos about Kentucky fried chicken. Okay, he just scrolls past all of them. Video number 57, the bot keeps watching a video about a heartbreak and hurt feeling. At video 60, he watched a video about emotional pain. Then the algorithm sends videos about love and relationships, but the bot swipes past them. We are 15 minutes in, and the bot has already picked four videos that are about emotional distress, anxiety, and depression. The bot stops on a video about mental health, lets it play a few times. It swipes past videos about a guy missing his ex, how to move on from relationship, and how to spark lovers' interest. Obviously, the algorithm has figured out this user is going through something, so that's why it sent them those videos. Then the bot lingers over a video about depression, a few more about anxiety. After 224 videos, or about 36 minutes into the experiment, the algorithm has the bot all figured out. Nine out of ten videos, actually 93% of the videos that it sent the bot was about depression and mental health struggles. From here on, this TikTok looked like a deluge of depressed videos. There's a rabbit hole of depression that they were sending the user down. A feedback loop, the user would, and from the feedback loop, the user would just become deeper and deeper depressed. All the bots ended up in a continuous feedback loop. However, they were all able to figure them out within 40 minutes to two hours. But here it is, this bot, 
is pre-programmed to be depressed and anxious and looking for videos that was going to feed more into his depression. And TikTok was able to figure that out in 36 minutes. It was sitting at 93% of the videos was exactly what this person wanted to see, videos about depression and anxiety, about mental health. So that's just to show how it's socially conditioning, uh, especially young people who have these issues, who might be being cyberbullied, who might be depressed, who might be going through something with their parents and they, you know, they're, they're, they're on one, they're scrolling through, they're only stopping on videos that they want to see because, you know, in the feedback loop, you choose. And before you know it, this algorithm is sending them more videos about this, more videos about this, to the point where they just become deeper depressed, to the point where some of these videos was even, um, they were showing how they were, they were supposed to be scrubbed by bots and things, but somehow they sneaked through and they didn't get any complaints about them yet, so they kept them there. It's showing people how to kill themselves, you know, specifically how to do it, you know. And so this is what they're doing to the kids. Uh, any questions, bro? No, we got some hands raised, though. Oh, please, let them in. That was the end of the, the presentation. And hopefully I show how they're socially conditioning people Right. Uh, do these algorithms, you know, especially the youth. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, four eleven, two two two. I mean four thirteen. Excuse me, four thirteen. Do you have your mute on? Area code four thirteen. Okay. All right. Let's go to seven seven three eight nine five. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. <laughs> I am not a robot. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, brother Derek. Man, I can't call the bro. Man, man. Literally about maybe ten minutes before um your show came on, I was on. I was on YouTube, right? And so this video came up on my feed, and uh, it was this dude on there talking about um, he was a disabled veteran, and he was talking about how now you can use ChatGPT to basically do your disability claim. My mouth dropped when I saw that. And so what he did, uh, he typed in, it was PTSD, it was another condition. So basically, like he logged into it and put the um, the, the the condition in, and basically it typed up a whole um, personal statement, like a template. And all you have to do, you either you can add on to it, or like take a couple things out and add some stuff. So basically, um, the Chat GPT can do your VA claim now because what those claims are like when you try to submit one. If it's not worded a certain way or you're missing certain um, key or printed information, the VA is going to reject it and send it back to you. And then it's like it could take months, it could take years for them to go back um, and accept the claim or what you're going to have to do, you have to do some research in terms of um, writing the right statement or getting a lawyer to do it for you. And that, that, just, that, that just blew my mind. 
now into your um your presentation it it was funny i um I was talking to Judge Brown a couple of weeks ago on another show, and it was another brother I was speaking with a black business owner here in Memphis, and they would they basically said the same thing what you just said. A lot of the younger people, especially like thirty and under, it's like they don't have any type of uh, social skills in terms of interacting with people. Like the uh, the males don't know how to interact with the females. They don't know how to talk to them, and vice versa. And what the black business owner was telling me that uh, one of the big issues down in Memphis right now, um, you call it gentrification, urban renewal, or never, or whatever. And a lot of the older people are looking for looking for younger people to go ahead and start getting to the mix in terms of um, trying to, like, more or less fight against this or whatever. But they can't get any young people to do it because they're too busy sitting in the house on YouTube and social media all day debating and arguing about certain things. And it's like, they don't have no connection with the so-called real world outside of what's going on. It's just like their own world exists on YouTube and social media. And Judge Brown had me yeah. cracking up because he said, it's like, especially with the men, it's like, you know, like, like I said, I'm 53. I was born in 1970. And you know, in that generation or, or even a little bit after or before that, like if you want to talk to a woman, like you meet them at school or you could be out somewhere in the park somewhere, you just meet them and interact and whatever happens, happens. And he said now with the younger generation, they don't even know how to do that, you know, unless it's like one of those now, speed dating sites or social media or something like that, you know. Check this, Derek. They put out an article yes, recently, 60-plus mm-hmm. percent of the males under the age of 25 are virgins. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like it was like nine percent of the women the, the, the age group, but you just said they're not kidding. <laughs> so when you go to a YouTube, they have this whole wow. movement of these young brothers. I say thirty and under, really thirty-five and under, who are they call MGTOW men going their own way, and yeah. they, all they do is hate women, right? Um, this is sort of where that red pill philosophy and stuff comes in. Right. Um, yeah, that so man bullshit, whatever that is. Their whole problem is they can't uh-huh. get nothing. They, they don't know how to talk to females, so they can't get right. any. So what they're doing, like you even got this pat Part of that is called passport brothers. Passport brothers, these brothers right. Yeah. These brothers would rather go halfway across the world to talk to some girls that don't speak English because they have no, instead of learn a little game, you know what I'm saying? And learn how to talk to females. Now, the problem is, like I said, 60%, 60 plus percent of the males under 25 are virgin. Only 9% of the females are. So the females are way more experienced than them. You know what I'm saying? So that also causes some of the frustration that they have with them. Like, you know, how could you give yourself to these guys who weren't worth you? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, right. I was sitting here this whole time afraid to talk to you and you never looked my way. You know, like that type of mindset they have, you know? So, yeah, it's, it's a real, it's a whole movement on YouTube 
Um, and it's a whole movement of brothers who try to teach them some game. Like, yo, that's what Kevin Samuels was trying to do, to get them some game. Like, yo, dress like this, man. Get some clothes. You know what I'm saying? Smell good. You know, this is right. the type of places you want to go to meet girls. Take you a know, bath, brush your teeth. Yeah, <laughs> don't just sit at home and wait for me to, to, to bang on them. You know, with, with my commentary that's paying me. You know what I'm saying? You go and meet some, man. Go, you know. And it's interesting you brought up Kevin Samuels. Now, I never watched him, pay no attention to him, but people were paying him hundreds of dollars for like an hour, 30 minutes of co- a consultation on how to get game. talk to women. How to that's talk crazy. Girl. Yeah, and that's a whole thing wow. on YouTube. Now, the, the game guys on YouTube, they hate the passport, bro. See, they got beat because they right. like, yo, y'all messing up our business. You know what I'm saying? We teaching them games, how to talk to sisters, and y'all telling them to go across the, see, the world and how easy it is when you just pop up as an American with some American money. Them chicks is going to love you. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. But, yeah, this whole generation of young people, um, they don't have this thing. Now, even like I went out one night to eat with my wife, right? And I was, it was mm-hmm. it was terrible because I made a I made reservations. It was for her birthday. We was going to this this restaurant that that's on a rooftop, and I oh, wow. somehow man I refreshed the the the, the shit and it, it went the wrong day. So here we are on Times Square, like damn, y'all messed up. Where are we gonna eat at? I'll, wherever you want to eat. So we ended up. Just going somewhere, you know what I'm saying? So we ended up at the right. Olive Garden, which is disgusting. But you know, we had the Olive Garden, <laughs> right. and um, and um, I'm looking at these girls walking in, gently clad, young girls, twenties, and yeah, man, everything's showing, bro. Everything out, like gosh, look at this, you know? Well, I gotta be here with my wife. You know what I'm saying? I'm making excuses to look and stuff. Oh, you see that girl over there? I thought that was you, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, wow. but no, no dudes. And the yeah. dudes come in all dressed up, you know, all this designer clothes, and they sit at a table with each other, and they don't interact with the girls at all. You can see the girls kind of looking, and it's like these dudes. They not even trying picking up on the choosing signals, man. You know what I'm saying? Song's not right here. So yeah, I started seeing it in person. Like yo, they don't got no game, yo. No way them chicks would have sat there. With me and my friends, when we was that age, we would somebody would have walked over. Like yo, let me go break the ice. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. They already damn near naked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yes, and the way they wow. hook up these days, not to keep ragging on it, but they hook up through apps, social yeah. media apps, right? So you got, like, Tinder, and so their hookups is even odd. So they don't want to date. They just want to have sex, and that's it. Yeah, you know, so one hit a hook yeah. Up. yeah, just hook up with this random guy tonight, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's cute. Ooh, you know, let me send him a DM. Okay, yeah, I'm in here. Okay. You come over. But then every dude that walked past you, tried to talk to you, you turned them down. You know, and you went to hook up with a random stranger. It's strange, bro. It's odd the way these kids think, man. I didn't want none of them think I really liked them. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you mean? Right. Yeah, so yeah. I, 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 have, a, I uh-huh. have a 
I have a granddaughter that's in that age group, and uh, she got one of those kind of guys. But he wasn't—he was—he was not a virgin. But he, you know, he—she has to kind of lead him, you know, tell tell him things, show him things. See, sometimes she says she gets frustrated, but he catches on quickly. You know, but she say at least she got her a guy that don't have no babies. A lot of guys at that age, they got children and stuff. So she do did tell me she do get frustrated sometimes. Right. Yeah. Wow. And a lot of a lot of these guys, they good guys, right? They they really nervous. Yeah, they right? real. They, the guys right. Good. They okay. they've been in the house all their life. They ain't never been outside. They ain't never got in no trouble. They just lack social skills. And yeah. what they find is the people that they attract are women from other races. You know what I'm saying? Because a, a female from another race, she don't mind going to Comic-Con and putting on a costume and dressing up with him. You know what I'm saying? Looking crazy as hell to go to <laughs> Vegas to do that type of stuff they into. You know, let's dress up like Pokemons, Okay. Let's do it. Right. You know, the uh, Asian chick or an uh, Indian chick or a white female, they willing to do a black sister. Be like, I ain't doing that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So they they tend to, and these are generally good earning dudes too. Like they, 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 they are. And like this guy, he like to go and what, what do you call that when you take the the um, the hatchet and throw it on the thing on the wall? The hatchet. You talking yeah. about the medieval stuff? Yeah, you know, you go in some bars. Yeah, and they, like the, like you throw the um, throw the throw the axe on the wall, hit the the circle, hit you the know, like, like throwing darts. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, hit the bullseye. The uh-huh. You know, he likes uh-huh. to do things like that, and but she all in with him, and that's what the women's got to do. Exactly, and that's see that's how you land a dude like that because yeah. the 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 sisters they have these high expectations, but some these dudes are gonna be good high earning dudes. Yo, you gotta yeah. work for them. You know what I'm saying? That's it right. ain't gonna come easy. You gonna have to put up with some. He put up with some BS too. You gonna have to put up with some of his um things that he likes to do. You know what I'm saying? You gotta give him some leeway. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where the communication comes at in the beginning. Like, I, I ain't never been married, so I'm not coming that perspective. But just in general, I had I had to learn over time. It's like in the beginning, you meet somebody, you got to be honest with them up front, what you like, what you don't like, and then let that other person decide if they want to be bothered with it or not. You know, mm-hmm. don't lie to them or hide stuff later on. Then by the time you enter the relationship, then it's like, damn, why didn't you tell me this stuff before, you know? Yeah. Okay, I got some more people on the line. Thank you, Derek. Thanks, Brother D. Okay. Uh, let's go to two two three six three three three. Hey, hey, peace and love. Peace How y'all love. doing? This peace. is Brother D. Good. Good. Hey, What's I appreciate good, the uh, uh it's good, man. <laughs> I appreciate the presentation tonight, you know. It's uh it hits home for sure, you know. For me, I my I got kids that are right around this age, you know, ten, eleven, 
where all this social media shit is like, <laughs> it's like a, a obvious attack on the children. You know what I mean? Like right around here, we got a couple kids. I watched them grow up. Now they're they're transitioning. All they talk about in the schools is is this is all this LGBTQ stuff, right? And and it's it's crazy as a parent, like when you deal because. It's, for us, we came from a time that didn't even exist. That that code didn't exist ten years ago, fifteen years ago, maybe ten. But and so, what, I guess my question mm-hmm. to both of you would be, what what like what is this? Like, this something deeper is going on here. Is it is like you know? I mean, from the Christian perspective, we call it a satanic. Like like, what is going on from you, from you guys' perspective? Tadmouth. Well, I think that this has been a, the plan all along was to come out with this um, new system, and they've been prepared for it. So they had to get us all into this these algorithms so they could have a, who, who, who's a good plan? understanding who's on everyone. The plan, I, I think, is to change over this monetary system and have a system with surveillance, surveillance capitalism. If you go back to some I mean, shows, I, I mean, talked who? about it. Sorry to interrupt you, but 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 who who do you think like like if we were gonna say who who is doing this like you know what I mean yeah we they we always say they 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 but it's like is this literally are we dealing with some Luciferian type legitimate like like who you know what I'm saying like yeah yeah the proverbial they I got you You the the elite the the people that's in charge um, Doctor X says that they're Luciferian they they practice Satanism and stuff like that. I don't really know what they practice. I just know what they're doing. And uh, in my premises, we could be prepared for what they, if we prepare for what they're doing, we could deal with it better than if we're not prepared for it. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I don't see us having any way to just stop them from doing it because they have too much power and, and uh, influence. Um, but the day, the day I'm talking about are the people that, Run the country, the, the the people that you don't see, not the politicians. The politicians are the people, the people that fund the politicians. You know, the, the corporation leaders, the head people. Uh, you know, they keep showing us Gates and Musk and Buffett, and you know, but those are the people that run the country. They have the money, they have the the, the big corporations. So it's their little secret societies that come up with these schemes and plans. It's, it's that's deep, man. I appreciate it. You know, I, I like for obviously coming out of a, a Christian perspective, it seems like it's it's hard to take the Christian perspective in life, especially when you look at things of metaphysically. But we always say, "Oh, this is satanic," or "This is Luciferian," and so it's like, well, how can you have one without the other? You know what I'm saying? Like, and to me, when I see the way that they're bringing and introducing just darkness, like you know, the the, the porn that they're putting out there for these kids. Stuff that's not even enjoy like enjoyable like like I, I, you can't tell me that most people are into some of this crazy fetish like, like I refuse to believe that normal people are into that but this is what they're putting out there and it's so spiritually deep you know what I'm saying like it's so deep it 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 it, it, it is satanic in some ways when you look at it from that perspective you know what I'm saying but that's when you think about the it new, the new religion the satanic. They, that's what they're pushing. And also they're doing it with technology. They're doing it with science. They're putting uh, chemicals in the food and things 
to change us biologically. They, the technology is to change our psychic, psychology. So, you know, we are under attack and don't even know that we are. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I hear that. Did you hear, my wife is telling me there's some sort of a satanic convention or something like that this, this yeah, week I saw that. that was happening I saw that. in Boston. Yeah. And that, and they trying to bring this in. This they don't even religion. Go ahead. They don't even hide some of that satanic stuff anymore, man. They'll put the the big columns out in the middle of Thirty Fourth Street now. They don't care. Like unless you know what you're looking at, you don't even realize what you're still like. Oh, shit, I'm standing between the altar. You know what I'm saying? Let me get out of here. You know they put it on like bookends on the street. You won't even know it. Uh, so yeah, they they got all kinds of things that they're doing, and we was talking about the porn. You think the porn runs the same way as social media? They show you a bunch of you know you kind of scroll down and what what you want to see. If you want to see it, you watch it. If not, you keep scrolling, just like the social media, and you pick what you want to. And it's like um, the the options that they put before you starts to sway your your choices, right? You know what I'm saying? So. Just like, you know, oh, this this looks interesting. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's the same way. It works on the same thing. You keep swiping, knowing that eventually you're going to find what you want to see. You know, you get the same dopamine release. Uh, did you get the point I was making about the switch, where you, you just hit the switch constantly, you know, not knowing something? You just know you're going to be rewarded eventually. So that's the addiction is, you know, hey, right. if I keep hitting the switch, I'm going to get addicted. And that's how social media works. If I keep scrolling, I'm going to find what I want to see. And once I find what I want to see, I could sit back, relax, and watch it. You know, and I, I got a release. You know what I'm saying? Do you, do, you and, mind, and, do you mind if I ask you, bro, do you, do you, have, any, do you have any kids? Three. You got three. I like, do you have any kids, like, around the teenage or, like, uh... No, I got three kids yeah. in college. Okay, okay. I just... I just, these days, man, I, and I mean, I'm in a place, like, I live out here in Vancouver Island, right? So I'm I'm in a very liberal socialist place. Like, we got pig women out here, bro. Like, I'm serious. Like, there's... there's so time out, time um, out, time out. Y'all got a lot of Chinese people up here, right? No, yeah, we got a lot of Chinese people. We got pig women, bro. <laughs> these are these people What's that pig get their women? faces... <laughs> man, it's some of the scariest shit. Like, I was with my son, and we were in this cafe. We were trying to get a chai latte, and bam! There's a peg woman. They get their noses augmented up, and surgery done to their foreheads, and their ears are augmented, and it's it's a distressing what? thing to see. It's it's like what the f- like when you first no, see this. No, that's transhumanism. Shit, that's transhumanism right there. Oh shit, bro, man, and it's so there's a you got a lot of I mean we're Wait, in the uh, thick of that over here. Wait, caller, caller, yeah. hold hold, hold yeah. your I want to let the people know that. We're going on the telephone, so if you want to continue to hear this conversation, in 12 minutes we're going on the phone. The number is 323-642-1586. And push one if you want to talk or have a a comment. Go ahead. Now, you say these are uh, transhumanism people he's talking about? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's all, like you know. I don't know how deep it goes. It's obvious, like from what I can see, is it's got to be mostly just surgical. Yeah. But I suppose that you know that's and and they 
they make strange, you know, they, they, there's a lot of them, and it's, it's <laughs> so I guess I'm just, I'm, I'm dealing with an 11-year-old boy, right, and I mean, he's around, it's like being in straight up Sodom and Gomorrah, like, he's around such like, extreme influences, and as a parent, especially because we're spiritual people, it, you, you become at a loss for, like, well, what the, what the fuck do I do here? Like, as a dad, I'm trying to guide my, my son through this, this mosh pit of darkness, and it's like, there's only so much that I can stop, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I suppose I'm looking at, hey, there's got to be other parents out there that are fighting this same this same war, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And do you know yeah. any, like, uh, wow. videos to kind of, any any kind of people on this, use the uh, social media that will say what you're saying, you know, a lot of times when we tell them something, but then if they hear it from somebody else, it'll kind of click. Right. It, and that's, explain, that's to, it, explain to him what those people, that they trans uh, humanism and it kind of, you, you educating him. This is where you got to explain to him why she doing that, why she looking like that, what is that call, and give him, you know, some, uh, let him listen to some YouTube information or something like that. Right, right. I mean, it's like this. Like, I'll give you an example. He's got a girl in his class who was a girl at one point, and mm-hmm. now it's a uh, zero. That's what they call. That's what they call her now, zero. And she's allowed to use any of the bathrooms. And you know, it's crazy because this stuff for most kids is so traumatic to even see, and it takes up so much time and energy. And uh, anyways, you know, I don't want to go on and on and on, but but, but I, <laughs> I, I have a, a family member that's 12 years old, and I asked her questions. I asked her. I say, uh, do what do they talk about in your school? Do they talk about you know th- these different things here? Then I asked her what she think about it. You just got to get a conversation going. Get to get them to thinking. Get talk with them. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mean, that's that's the truth. It, it seems to me like nowadays, like I grew up and it was like, you don't, do, I mean, like all of like, don't do this, you don't do that, and it, you know, stiff, stiff consequences and shit. Now it seems like you can't come back. I can't come at him with, he's too smart in a way. They're too smart now. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like you say, like they they need to have a conversation, like you're saying. And yeah. It's, uh, Anyways, it's just it's traumatic for parents too, right? I mean, we want what's best for our children, and we want what's best for our community, and to be going through this stuff, it's like, damn. <laughs> but you gotta adjust. Uh, you gotta adjust. Then that's yeah. where it's yeah. What I would what I would do is I would tell. I always point it out to my kids from as long as they could talk, as long as I could push them, you know. They, that's a that's. That's a faggot, you know. Say that's that's. I tell them stuff, man. This is this isn't how. I, I don't care what they teach you in school. This is what things are. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I I believe that in New York, see, you see everything. So I I didn't believe in holding anything back, right? So yeah. I was like, yo, you're gonna see it on the street. So, and, and my wife was sometimes, and my mother definitely. Oh, why are you telling the kids about that? Because this is right. so they're gonna be a. They're going to see it on the street. This is New York. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're going to, it, it just so happened uh, when my kids went to high school, 
they ended up having to jump on the train, go all the way down to 34th Street to go to school every day. And, I mean, of course, you're going to see it all. So I was glad that I had those discussions, you know what I'm saying? So I would say I I don't believe in sheltering um, kids because we don't have the – unless you're filthy rich, like, I see the rich, the, the billionaires, they shelter their kids like that because they can. You know what I'm saying? They can. Like, my kids is in the real world. Okay, They're not going to have a chauffeur every day, a butler. You know, so they, this is the stuff that happens in the real world. You know, but you're not seeing it from the first time without having any concept of, I could point back to a reference of my father talking about it. You know what I'm Right, right. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you, man. I mean, I, I you know, I try to do that. I try to be as uh as honest and open and and, and try to come at it from because you know like they're smart. Like, you know, the the schools the schools are on this stuff long before the parents are. They're ta- they're talking to the kindergartners about about sex and whatnot. And they're not even just talking about sex. They're talking about different kinds of sex that is beyond what what most people, at least I think, and most most older adults are participating in, and so they're indoctrinating them into this new, like like you say, Sister Bev, it's a new religion, right? And so mm-hmm. it's it, it almost takes a spiritual approach. I I do feel, but hey, you know, I I I'll let someone else get on the line. I really appreciate the uh, the forums that both that you both do. That's uh, it's very beneficial. So God bless thank you both. You. And, uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Okay. For sure. Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's go to the the general. Hey, sister Bev, how y'all hear me? And, uh, What's up, brother? We can barely hear you. Oh, sister Bev, I don't have Come them on. X-rayed ears like uh, you do. I'm trying not to talk. Be a baritone. Be a baritone. Hear me better now. Go ahead. Okay, first of all. To my brother that's got that little young uh, uh, child, they got a, a weapon called a mosquito, a sound weapon that only people under 25 can hear. All right, look it up, mosquito weapon, sound weapon. So you better always ask your uh, young brother or child what he hear, what's, what's going on with him, man, because he'll flip out on you, man, with that mosquito weapon. <clears throat> All right? And what I like about Bell's is the bell. It's easier to fool people than to tell them how they've been fooled and convinced, all right? That's how the game works. So Chuck Bowles and Robert X, most people explaining what the magician doing. You see what the damn magician doing, so it's easier to fool everybody, me, everybody, than to tell them that they ass been fooled, all right? So this is just critical, man. There's some real critical stuff going on, man, because a lot of folks, you know, how many people got fooled by that damn dab, Okay. So uh, try to tell people that they've been fooled. That's what they they want to argue with your ass and all that, all right? So you just keep on doing what you're doing. And uh, as far as uh, 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 with men and women, man, you got you just all being compatible, compatible. Like my man added them them numbers, man. You meet somebody, a man or woman, you got to do them numbers. Not just decide, oh, when you're born, what's your date, and do them numbers. If y'all y'all match up, it's good. If you don't match up, then you got a problem. And I always use right brain instead of left brain. Right brain, you logical and thinking. Uh, or left brain, all emotional, man. Well, it, it's fun to see all this stuff. You got to know how to roll with it. I appreciate Tuck Moses and you telling everybody, people, and what the magician's doing, man. You 
tell what the magician doing, then you don't be fooled. Look at that. What's that? That three card money game where you try to find the damn uh, uh, the pebble under them three things. Okay, people get fooled, but they don't know how they got fooled. So you, you gotta. I think, man. I think all this stuff, man. And as far as with boys and girls, okay, with a boy born and a girl born at the same time, same. Automatically, girl, you had thirteen numbers to the girl because they real smart, man. This this true fact. Any woman and a man they same age, a woman gonna be thirteen years older, man. Probably is, and, and this ain't no joke, man. But it's fun, man. It's fun to kick it, and I don't like to use too much words. That's why you can't hardly hear me, Bill. You probably can hear me better by just using your brain cell. That's how I'm doing that, man. Yeah. Damn, talking. I'm 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 mute myself. Let y'all go ahead. But it's easy to fool people. Then the best them they've been fooled, man. And it's rich, man. Hold on, one more thing. The, to the brother who's doing this, did a book called The Protocol of the Elders of Zion. They'll tell you the whole blueprint, what they doing. And we already know how to do small, hat, fake Jews trying to do what they doing. That's who's running it. The, the rich folks use them us as their pawns, like a chessboard. So most of us, we pawns. We don't even know how we just moved around the chessboard, man. But my mission is put their ass in checkmate. I guess that. So anyway, I let y'all talk. Can you say that? Yourself. Can you say that book again, General? Oh yeah, me, me, Rob. Next talked about the book. It's protocol, the protocol of the elders of Zion. All right, them the okay. ones that doing all this stuff, man. All right, them the ones that's running all these fake fools that want to take our identity. Yeah. And it's fun to be alive, man. Yeah, y'all just pay, pay attention, man. I don't like to say that woke word. People go because it's attention, man. Whatever you pay your, your your energy to, your attention to, that's what you see. So anyway, protocol of the elders of Zion and the one running this whole, and a committee of 300, too, man. Derek know all that. But anyway, I love y'all, man. I'm going to keep listening and keep popping okay. up the game. We got to show these magicians, show the magician tricks, man. Peace and blessings. Keep on. Continue on. Cut most. Right on, brother. Peace, brother. No problem. Thank you, man. All right, uh, General. Better love. Let's go to uh, 413-222. Better love, Sister Bev. Uh, great show. Better love to you also, brother. Can y'all hear me? Uh, Peace, brother. Peace. Um, great show, brother. Um, love the energy that you bring in. Um, I asked an elder what they think about AI. They said it reminds them of automation. I said, why would you say that? They said, even in the changing of machinery uh, being programmed, not so much programmed to the point whereas there's a circuit, but something that's repetitive. Um, that's how they see it being repetitive, something over and over again. I said, so if you look at automation, AI is the same. I said, so uh, do you, who do you think? This is what I asked them. I said, who do you think they were gearing it towards being in a patriotic society? They said, they, they said in their automation, they thought the automation was geared more towards dumbing down the men. So my question to you, Tubbos, do you think AI, because, and I'm just saying, you have to pick a gender. Is it going to be more of a destruction of the, the masculine or the feminine? Who will who will be the who will be the great the greater ones to lose, and that's why I think the conversation you're hosting 
is very important because it has to be an attack on this particular agenda. Let me hear your your, uh, your answer, brother, if you'd like to. Yeah, it's definitely um, going to benefit women um, more so than men. And um, most tech, mostly every technology ever created, uh, especially created by men, is made to benefit women. Um, so what what we have is when we were talking earlier about the relationships, so you have men who uh, had a certain role in society, and with technology, that role is no longer uh, needed. First, like you, you don't have to go out and hunt no more for food. You don't gotta be the one to build the house. You don't gotta all of those things. There's the technology that replaced the man's role. And uh, now you have women who could live life. It was once a time where women would have to have a man to function, to survive, you know, or she would just be out there on her own. And um, now they could live life on their own. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's an adjustment period that we're going through because um, you have that I don't need a man, you know, mentality. And um, men's role in society hasn't changed. You know, we still expected to do the same things with the woman uh, that, that we were 100 years ago. We still are expected to pay the bills. We still expected to handle the garbage. We still expected to jump up when an intruder comes in the house. You know, like that that's a man's role, but the woman's role has changed. So what you have is the relationship strain as a result of all this technology that benefits women. It um does it benefits men too, but what it takes away the need for uh, a, a man to a woman, if that makes sense. Yes, and what I, I'm giving you, I'm I'm giving, I'm giving you applause because undercover, if we don't hear no other story that our sisters need to hear, to put them damn phones down, like Robert X said, because those phones are slowly but surely turning our sisters into Medusa. Would you agree that she cursed everything because of whatever she lacked because she needs the strength of the man with her power of wisdom? And if she shuts down her power of wisdom and not understanding the strength of that man, like you said, brother, the heartache will be she will curse everything, even her own child. Thank you, brother. Bro, and and I brother also, Kevin Samuels, go oh, ahead. I'm sorry, I was just going to say, the brother oh. Kevin Samuels used to have a slogan for that. He used to say, buy a dog, die alone. Because that's what's going to end up go. happening. There and you go. That's, that's a place where you don't want to be. You know what I'm saying? Right. So... That that's your options at this point, and unfortunately, a lot of sisters is opting. Hey, I'm not gonna settle. They gonna die alone, you know. They they gonna try to settle at a older age, and what they gonna end up with? You you saying something because I've seen, and Bev, I'm gonna let you say what you didn't say, sister. No, one go thing. ahead. I've go ahead. seen older women because I'm I'm over half a century who are alone. And depressed. Depressed. Ain't no high anxiety. Ain't nothing going on. I mean, when I say depressed, is that they are so shrunken that they, it's like 
woes me, and, like, I can't pull you out of that. I can't go in that place where you at to pull you out because you allow it to make you bitter. And even if I wanted to try to be of an assistance to you with my strength, you don't see me. You're depressed. And that depression is a serious, serious mental health issue. Man, thank you for taking my call. Man, great show today, brother. You did that thing. I want you to hear that, all right? Yeah, but let's let the lady talk though, because we we did a I'm lot of talk for the lady. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. He done. He don't want to hear. Okay, <laughs> call us. No, I I I think it's been a, a attack on both the male and the female. I think that the uh, black male is a endangered uh, species uh, because they've been under attack. And that's the whole part of the program is to separate the male and the female uh, energy because two together is more, more powerful uh, than one or it enhances one's power. I agree. You need the yin and the yang. You know, you need yes. to work together yes. to, to make it. And that's why... Uh, Back to the the relationship thing, the nuclear family has been proven to be the best way to raise children. I my father, uh, he wasn't there, but my mother remarried when I was like nine, and my stepfather was you know the man of the house. You know what I'm saying? And but he spoke, I listened. You know, because he had a deep voice. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> uh, but that that dynamic of the man and the woman in the household would have changed would change our situation as a people overnight, you know, mm-hmm. because then the kids would be on the right track. And with the resources that we've been able to acquire uh, over the last, you know, 50 years, over my lifetime, 45 years or so as a people, you know, once upon a time we had nothing, you know, we've come a long way over that period of time. And um, the only thing we don't have is a community or family structure because you have no community without a family. Right. You know what I'm saying? So um, that that's killing us as a people. And I go back to that crack ever. That's where I saw the breakdown. Like I remember one day I went and everyone had a family and we had a neighborhood and a community. And then the next day I went and it was gone, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was like zombies everywhere. It was total total chaos, you know? Um, and um, maybe next week I might do a show with, because the brother was talking about the religion, terrorism, okay. uh, that religion, which is the religion of the billionaire techs, tech people. All of them are part of this religion. So I'm going to um, break that down. I talked about it before, but I'm going to, uh, talk about that and maybe some other of these new age religions that are all about technology, technology, right. the technology gods, you know. All right. Well, I want to thank you, Tutmos, uh, for bringing us this information. I want to thank the round table. I want to thank the listeners. And we look forward to next week. Now, tomorrow with Dr. Robert X, we're going to have the lady from uh, Haiti. And I'm, I can't pronounce her name, so I'm not going to butcher it up. 
but we will have a guest with Dr. Robert X tomorrow. So uh, thank everyone. Thank us. And better love. Mr. Duckworth. All of these holes make it difficult. Session 10. Breakthrough. One of these lives, I'ma make these right with the wrongs I done. That's one of you not with the father, son, till then I fight. Rain on me, put the blame on me. Got guilt, got hurt, got shame on me. Got six magazines that's aimed at me. Done every magazine was fame to me. It's a game to me with a bedroom at. Sleep, I ain't never had a fast with that. What's fair when the hearts and the words don't reach? What's fair when the money don't take these back? It's rare when somebody take your dreams back. I care too much, wanna share too much. In my head too much, I shut down too. I ain't there too much. I'm a complex soul, they layered me up, then broke me down. The morality's dust, I lack trust this time around i trust myself please everybody else but myself all else fails i was myself outdone fear outdone myself this year you better one yourself mask on the babies mask on the eyewear mask in the neighborhood stores you shop but a mask won't hide who you are inside look around the realities carved in life wipe my ego dodge my pride look myself in the mirror amity feel ain't seen nothing scarier i fought like a pit bull terrier blood i shed could fill up aquariums tell all my angels carry them Every emotion been deprived, even my strong points couldn't survive If I didn't learn to love myself, forgive myself a hundred times, dog I love when you count me out, I love when you count me out I love when you count me out I love when you count me out Fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up, fucking it up How you gonna wear my shorts when the last run deep? How you gonna bend your love when the bad don't sleep? Beep beep crash up feelings in the middle of the street Fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up, fucking it up When you was at your lowest, tell me where the hoes was at When you was at your lowest, tell me where the bros was at 3.30 in the morning, scroll through the call up Ain't nobody but the mirror looking for the fall off I love when you count me out 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 my name is in your mouth Sure, sure I can't pay for the price All I want, one out of the body Let me tell you about the woman I know That's my baby I know karma like to follow us strong I know millionaires that feel alone Anytime I come from God I still could find myself to a song Many find their life in the phone Fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up You said I feel better if I just worked hard without lifting my head up That left me fed up, you made me worry I wanted my best version, but you ignored me Then changed the story then change the story Good energy in the room, just the location, please Anybody out it for the one when I'm frustrated, Trying to keep my good conscience in rotation Thoughts in my head, they living there with no Trying to keep my good I made a decision, never give you my feelings Fuck what you from, fuck what you from with this I put it on the devil when they fall short I put it on my ego, thought of our loss Sometimes I fall for I love when you count me out I love when you count me out I love when you count me 
Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.